A few years ago, my dad and I were out on a hunting trip together in Minnesota where we experienced something I'll never forget. Hudson was sleeping in the living room when all of a sudden he started barking. I mean, barking like he was about to smash through the door and attack whatever was out there. My dad and I went out into the living room to calm him down, but he was standing at the door, hair standing up and barking like mad. My dad repeatedly tried to calm him down, but to no avail. Hudson started pawing at the door, all the while continuing his bark. I looked out the window, expecting to see a wolf or bear wandering around, but I couldn't see anything at all. There's a motion sensor on the front of the cabin to deter the raccoons in the middle of the night, and that wasn't even tripped. Eventually, Hudson calmed down, but he was still restless the rest of the night. I could hear Hudson walking around the cabin. It was almost as if he were standing guard over the whole place. We went out for our first day of hunting, but there wasn't anything worth firing a shot at. We went out on the porch for another cigarette. My dad pointed out that the night was unusually quiet and I pointed out that the day was too. Something was going on in these woods. Hudson started barking again, even more ferocious than the last night. We went back into the cabin and tried to hush him again, but he still wouldn't listen. Again I peered out of the window. Again I found nothing, except for this time, the motion sensor was on. It wasn't on two minutes before that when we were out there. I began to make out movement just outside the light and strained my eyes to see past the light. I finally got my dad to look outside, and his entire demeanor changed. He wasn't so laid back anymore, he was stiffened and agitated. That's not a bear, son, he said to me. Then what the hell is it? I asked. I went over to the gun rack and grabbed my Weatherby Vanguard rifle. My dad was instantly in front of me, you shoot at that thing and we're going to have one hell of a problem. Just let it do its thing and wander off like it did last night. I went to the window again and looked outside. The motion sensors were off but I could just make out movement. It was still there. Hudson quieted down and started pacing around again. I told my dad I thought it left, and he looked like he was relieved. He went to the kitchen, grabbed two glasses, and poured us both a serving of Jack Daniels, his favorite whiskey. He said he caught a glimpse of it and it looked like a wolf, but it was too big and bulky. I don't know how long I was asleep, but I woke up to another round of Hudson's incessant barking. He was pawing at my door and barking like mad. I glanced at the window to the right of the bed and damn near fell out of the bed. Whatever Hudson was barking at was peering into the window. It was no wolf. This thing was gigantic. It stared right back at me. It was furry and black, had yellow eyes that looked like they were glowing, triangular ears that were sitting on top of its head, long, long canine teeth, and a long wolf-like muzzle. It looked to me like it was hunched over or crouching down so it could look in the window. Then it licked the screen on the window. I leapt out of bed and bolted out of the room. My dad was already awake and I started yelling at him that the thing was back outside. I grabbed my rifle again, not caring about my dad's warning, but it was gone. My dad was right behind me and told me not to shoot, that it would just piss him off. He told me he thought it was a werewolf. 
I saw it with my own eyes, it really did look like a werewolf. Like in the Underworld movies, he told me that when he saw it, it was standing on two legs, and it must have been at least eight feet tall. I moved out of the bedroom into the living room again and looked out of the window. The sensor was tripped again, but I couldn't see the thing anywhere. Eventually, Hudson calmed down again, and all was quiet. I continued to stare out of the window, watching for any signs of the creature's return. For the rest of the night, neither of us slept, we just waited. Every time Hudson got up, my body twitched, waiting for him to start barking again, but he never did. The sun rose, and we walked around the cabin but found nothing. We trekked out into the woods but didn't go too far into them. There were no signs that a werewolf monster had been there the night before. I thought to myself, maybe Hudson could pick up the trail, and when I said it aloud to my dad, I heard how foolish I sounded. It dawned on me that I didn't actually want to find proof that this thing was out here, and I definitely didn't want to find the thing itself. My dad said we should probably just go back to the cabin and pack up. I didn't have a problem with that. My grandparents lived in Marina, California, a seaside community also filled with forests. Being out at night there has always scared me for some reason. My mom and I moved in with them when my dad passed away when I was nine. It was a normal, everyday life, it felt like just a long visit at grandma and grandpa's. One night, my mom and I decided to go grocery shopping, it was summertime, around 10 p.m. The sun had set, and the moon was very bright that night. I remember the atmosphere was strange too, it felt like a very bad storm was about to come it was very hot, and still, no wind at all, and this is unusual in this town, where it's usually rainy, cold, and occasionally windy year-round. It was completely still. It was unsettling. As we were driving back to my grandparents' house, I noticed a strange figure, very similar to the dogman. Now let me say, I grew up in California, I now live in Los Angeles, so I've never seen a wolf in real life, but I have seen them in films. This figure had the head of a wolf, with a long snout and ears that perked up. But this figure was standing up, and its body was similar to that of a very tall and muscular man, and it was covered in fur. And the thing that scared me the most were the almost neon yellow eyes that glowed. My mom and I were at a stoplight, and we were the only cars, we were on a sort of back road, which you could call it I guess. This figure was halfway hidden behind the trees, half not. I was not sleeping at all. I had very bad insomnia and maybe slept a good 10 hours. A week my dad's death had taken a toll on me. So I assumed I was hallucinating. It was a very long light, and I continued to look at it. After about 30 seconds, it slowly turned its head towards me, and its eyes met mine, and I started screaming. This made my mom jump, asking what in the hell was wrong with me, but when I went to point at the thing it was gone. After that night, it wasn't spoken of again. The thing is, this was six years ago and it still scares me. Not too long ago, I even had a nightmare in which my mom and I were at my grandparents and a creature that looked like the one I saw leapt into the room we were in and tried to attack us, 
and we escaped very narrowly through the window with my dog in my dream. It chased us and was pounding on the car doors, growling and slobbering as my mom struggled to start the engine, and as we drove away, it chased us on four legs for a good few minutes before giving up. The scariest part of the dream is how accurate my surroundings were to real life my aunt's room, the room we were in in my dream, our car, the street, everything was exactly the same as in real life. I sometimes hear strange noises at night when I stay at my grandparents' house, and it scares me. But I try to brush it off and just say I have a vivid imagination. Anyway, about three nights ago, I saw something that I still can't fully understand or explain. First, a little background. I live in mid-Michigan in a small residential-slash-suburban town surrounded by cornfields. You know the type. However, I do live in the more populated area as my parents' house, where I currently reside, is located within walking distance of our downtown. Our street is by no means desolate, dark, or isolated, and most of the houses are fairly close to one another. A pretty urban setting, given the town itself. Okay, back to the other night. It was about 2.30 am and since it's pretty normal for me to be up that late, me and my dog have developed what I call our little routine. He comes to my door, lets out a huff to inform me that he's there, and then we go downstairs, where I let him out through the front door to go to the bathroom. After completing his business, he comes in and we share a midnight snack of ham straight from the fridge. Now keep it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. In mind that my dog is extremely well-trained and very old. He doesn't need a leash or a fence to keep him from running away. He always comes right back after he's done. He'll even wait at the door if you aren't there. So on this particular night, I open the door for him, and I'm just about to turn and walk away so I can prepare our midnight snack when I notice he's still standing on the porch staring across the street. This isn't completely out of the norm for him, but this is lasting a bit longer than usual. When he finally jumps off the porch, I follow his line of sight where he had been staring, and I see what looks like a large dog or maybe even a wolf slinking across my neighbor's yard on the other side of the street. For the first few seconds, I'm trying to figure out what this thing is, because it looks like it could be a dog, but something isn't right. It's been too long, and the way it's moving isn't normal. And even though it was only about 50 feet away, it looked as though it was blurry. 
I can't think of any other way to describe it. None of it made sense. At this point, I go into panic mode because, so far, this creature hasn't seemed to notice me or my dog, but if it does, my dog doesn't stand a chance. Like I said, he's old. And also a Pomeranian. Whatever this thing was, it would destroy him, no doubt. I decide to slowly open the outer glass door, hoping to create just enough noise to alert my dog that it's time to come in, but not enough for whatever that thing is to hear me too. Luckily, my dog notices right away and starts running back towards me. But at the same time, this dog creature starts turning toward me, slowly. It almost felt like a fake, how unnatural it moved, like animatronics or something. I'm not even sure what I'm looking at, but I have this indescribable feeling that I'm not supposed to be seeing this. So, as this thing is turning to look at me, my dog is coming through the door simultaneously, and for about one second, I take my eyes off of the creature thing to look down at my dog and close the door. When I look back up, this thing has moved about 30 feet to the left into my neighbor's driveway rather than their yard, and is standing on its hind legs at around 8 feet tall, staring at me. Now I'm really freaked out. How did it move so quickly, and how did it not make a single sound? How is it so tall? I literally looked away for maybe a second. I look away again to lock the door and gather myself, only to look again and see absolutely nothing. It was gone. This whole ordeal only lasted maybe 20 to 30 seconds total. I give my dog his ham and mine, and I run downstairs to my brother's room in the basement to tell him what happened. Being a normal 19-year-old playing video games, his response was wow WTF that's super weird. But honestly, I just needed to tell someone, to confirm that what just happened actually happened and that I wouldn't wake up the next day and convince myself it was a dream. Over the last few days, I've told anyone who would listen about what I saw, including my parents. Those who are closer to me seemed a bit more unnerved, because, like I mentioned earlier, I don't usually believe in this type of thing. They could tell I was shaken by whatever it was that I saw. Tonight, after some random googling as the result of my restless mind, I came across what appears to be the exact description of what I saw. The Dogman, which eventually led me to this thread, I've never heard anything about it before, but I am now fully convinced I saw one in front of my very own eyes, and it saw me too. I grew up in Southern Colorado. On a summer day when I was around 4 or 5, all of the neighborhood kids were playing near a hay field. Someone threw a ball into the field, and I ran into it to retrieve it. The sun had just set, and I could still see where I was going. All of a sudden, I came within 5 feet of a figure, crouched in the grass. It was down on its haunches. I stopped and we just looked at each other. All I can describe it as was that it looked like a werewolf. Part man, part dog. It began to growl. A low-throated, deep growl. And then it stood up. I can tell you that, of course, I was a kid and pretty small, but this thing. This creature stood at least 7 feet tall. And when it stood up and looked down at me with its very human eyes, it growled again with its mouth open. I wet myself. 
I stood there and peed in fear. I turned around and ran as fast as I could. I tried to tell my two older brothers, but of course got in trouble for peeing my pants instead. When I took my husband to my old hometown, I showed him the spot. He was amazed that I remembered so much in detail. I'll never forget it. It's been 51 years, and the memory is still as vivid. Michigan here, too. I had a pretty close encounter with what you've described many years ago. I was also a person that wouldn't jump to the paranormal, but I also could not explain what we had experienced. During the experience, the only explanation was werewolf, even though that didn't make sense in my head. My brother and I described what we saw as Professor Lupin, from Harry Potter. And oh my god, the way it moved. I still can't get that sight out of my head. It was several years before I had even heard of the Michigan Dog Man. I was watching a documentary on myths and wives' tales, and my heart pretty much stopped when they showed illustrations. We were deep in the woods in Gaylord when we saw it. It was with a pack of wolves. I posted here but I deleted it after too many messages in my PMS. It's a long story, so here it comes. When we were teenagers, we took a trip with my cousin and her family to their cabin in Gaylord, me. It was a very rustic cabin that had been in her husband's family for generations. Nobody slashed nothing around for several miles, very thick woods. Breathtakingly beautiful there is no road that goes to the cabin, and there is no driveway or path either. You literally follow a map and drive off into the woods until you find it. My cousin's husband mentioned that past generations had built other, smaller cabins nearby and would write journal entries about their experiences. Some of the entries date back to the early 1900s. Thinking that was the coolest thing ever, we grabbed protection, on the chance that we would run into a bear or something, a flashlight because it was getting late, and made our way into the woods. We did not intend to be out for long mostly just planning a destination for the next day's adventures. When we found one of the cabins, maybe a 20-minute walk from the home cabin, we decided to take a break and see what was inside. Neither of us were aware of how quickly it gets dark when you're in woods that thick, and the next thing we knew, it was pitch black outside. We panicked a bit because these are not woods that you want to be in at night. And without the light of day, we have no idea how to get back. Not the best decision-making on anyone's part, but hey, what can you do now? We remembered what we were told, make enough noise and if there are any dangerous animals nearby, they will likely get scared and go somewhere else. The predators in the area aren't exactly hungry, so we should be fine. We remembered this too late, because the next thing we know, there is a pair of glowing yellow eyes off in the distance, moving very slowly towards us. A large white silhouette of a wolf comes into view with those yellow eyes. As soon as I could say oh, is that a wolf? About a dozen more pairs of yellow eyes appeared. We had been joined by an entire pack of wolves. Just staring at us. To paint the picture, the cabin was about the size of a small RV, and the entire front side of it was plexiglass windows. The door was just a screen. We knew that we were supposed to make enough noise to keep predators away from us, 
But we had no idea what to do if we found ourselves in the middle of a wolf's den, with all eyes on us. Both terrified and in total awe, we just froze. We heard another wolf pack howling a few miles behind us. And then another one off to the right. This made us even more terrified because we were told that wolf packs typically avoid each other's territories, so what were they all doing so close? We are both completely aware that they could have just sounded closer than they were, but, in the moment, they literally sounded like they were right there. We couldn't tell if minutes were passing or hours were passing, we were just frozen. I was hoping that my cousin's husband wasn't going to stumble into this den looking for us. The wolves started to lie down one by one. Every now and then we'd see a pair of eyes pop up, but mostly they had stopped caring that we were there. That's when it happened. Much like the first wolf that we saw, a pair of yellow eyes were approaching from the distance, except this time, the silhouette was huge and moved like a ghost. My brother grabbed my arm tightly. I think because he was trying to not piss in his pants. I just about did when I saw it too. Whatever was walking towards us was not like the other wolves at all. The only way that I could describe what I was seeing was to compare it to Professor Lupin from Harry Potter. It looked like a werewolf, but on all fours. It had a humped back and its shoulders were higher than what a canine normally looks like. It made its way around the sleeping wolves, towards the cabin. Towards us. I'm doing everything in my mind to tell myself that it was just a weird-looking wolf, maybe some sort of deformity. Or that my eyes are playing tricks on me in the moonlight. There is no way that what I think I'm seeing is actually there. That was when it stood up, hunched over, and slowly walked up the steps to the cabin door. Remember, the cabin door is just a screen. Instead of opening it, it just hunched over and sat down on the porch. I'll never forget the way it was breathing. Heaving is more like it. Its entire body rocked back and forth with every inhale and exhale while it looked over the sleeping wolves. I whispered to my brother, what the F is that? And it started to moan and then growl, then stood back up and walked to the other side of the porch. I got back on all fours, crawled down the steps the way a person would if they were on all fours, and began walking circles around the cabin before coming back to the steps and rocking and heaving at the foot of the steps, again facing the wolves. Eventually, it got up and walked to the cabin behind. I have never been so scared in my life. What the F was that thing? We sat there frozen in absolute silence until the sun came up. I'm not sure that I blinked, but we never saw the wolves get up and leave. When the sun started to peer through the tree canopy, the whole area was just clear. It was just us. Wolves really are majestic creatures. It was impressive to witness just how stealthy they can be. When we got back to the home cabin we assured our panicking cousin that we were fine, but when we told her what we had just experienced, her husband laughed at us. He had been going to this cabin for his entire life and he had never seen a wolf come this close, let alone an entire pack, he seemed to not realize that he and his friends partying out there is a bit more of a deterrent than my brother and I sitting quietly. He about walked away from us when we told him we heard multiple packs. We decided not to mention Professor Lupin. If he thought we were imagining the wolves, what would be the point in telling him we were stalked by a mutant one? 
We weren't the types of people who believed in werewolves or other such things, and we still don't, but what we saw was incredible. Definitely not an animal that I've ever known to be in existence. Fast forward 13 years later to now. I'm watching a documentary on the legends of different creatures and learning about the Michigan Dog Man. Ridiculous names, with mostly ridiculous and unbelievable stories, like mine. I do a little more research and find that there are a lot of people from northern Michigan with a very similar story. The creature that these people are describing is almost exactly what we experienced. A human-like creature with the head of a dog. The reports of this creature are mostly centered around the northern and lower peninsulas of Michigan, where you will find Gaylord. I am not the type to jump into believing things like this. All I know is that Wolf looked mutated, and it stood up and walked up those steps. My brother and I have always shared this do you remember that time in Gaylord? That people thought we were exaggerating about. Mostly we leave out the oddity, because besides the terror, this was the coolest thing I've ever experienced. It's just a cool story to share. Learning that this monster-like thing that we saw is actually a thing has rocked me to the core. What the hell did we see that night? Here's a personal story that was fairly recent. We were driving home from my parents' place in Streamwood, Illinois, and went through Bartlett like we typically do. On Bartlett Road, approaching Schick Road, there's a prairie-slash-forest preserve named Hawk Hollow. That general area is supposedly haunted, especially the park and old schoolyard nearby. Now, I've known this and have prayed against this entity, specifically a dog-like spirit with a human or human-like face. I have never seen it, but the area has had many reports of general paranormal activity, and this dog thing is mentioned. I always keep a lookout when we drive through there because deer might jump out and because you never know what you'll see. So my wife was driving, and I was looking around, for anything weird and also because I like spotting wildlife. It was dark, around 8.30pm this past December. I happened to look down for a second, I think I happened to drop my phone or something, and my wife asks, did you see that? I knew what it was before she said anything else. She knew nothing of my knowledge of the things going on in that area, and I hadn't disclosed my prayers against any evil residing there. I replied, did you see something weird? She said, I think so. It looked like a shadow that ran across the road. Did it look like a dog? I asked. She said it did and was wondering how I knew since I didn't see it. She said it wasn't a solid animal like a coyote, which we see now and then. She said it was transparent and dog-like but drawn out or thin. I then told her a bit about that area. It's funny that it happened to come across when I wasn't watching. I think it's likely aware of God intervening through my prayer, and it's not very happy with me. That's fine with me. I know it's up to no good, and I'm not afraid of it or its brethren. Something weird happened to me last week. Me and two friends decided to go camping in southern New York, up on X Mountain. There is a dirt road that runs right down the mountain and then off of it are a lot of smaller off-road tracks that have some good camping spots. I don't know if you're really supposed to be camping there or not, 
but there are a lot of fire pits, so people do it anyway. Anyway, we set up our tent, get a fire going, have a couple beers, and bitch about our women, and the sun goes down. We all looked at each other because the woods got really quiet. You couldn't even hear crickets. Everything just went dead quiet. It felt like there was a lightning storm coming because you could feel the static in the air and all the hair on the back of my neck stood up. Jamie started saying that he felt like the air was humming and then, all of a sudden, there was a real deep bass noise and this bright light in the distance that flashed up and lit up the whole woods. It looked like the light when a really big firework explodes for the first few seconds, but it lasted for probably a minute before it split up into three or four other lights and shot back down into the trees. We could see all the lights glowing in the woods, and then there was a big gust of wind and they were gone. Everything smelled like it had just rained, but it never did. We didn't know what to do but figured we would just wait it out, but nothing happened. We thought maybe it could have been a meteor or something, so we left it alone and went back to bitching about our women. At about 2 in the morning, we decided to turn in, so Jamie and I went to go sleep in the tent, but Dan said he was going to sleep by the fire. An hour later, I wake up because Dan is in the tent shaking us, saying that there is something big watching the camp. He said it was about 50 feet from the fire and he thought that it might be a bear but that it was standing on two legs and bobbing back and forth like it was trying to get a better look at him. While he was talking, we heard a loud scream. I've never heard anything like it before as long as I've been alive. It sounded like a pig being slaughtered, but deeper and so loud it made your ears ring. The next thing I remember was hearing three or four more things come running toward the campsite and the embers from the fire kicking up and landing on the tent. The things, or creatures, or whatever they were, kept running up to the tent and grunting and running back into the woods. Every once in a while, one of them would scream again and pull on one of the tent poles, dragging the whole tent a foot or two. The tent was collapsing on one side, and we didn't know what else to do, so we just started screaming as loud as we could. It only took a minute and then everything was quiet again, so we made a run for the truck as fast as we could and hit the gas. As we were leaving, we noticed one of those idiots with headlights standing in the road. I told Jamie to gun it, and the thing straightened up and puffed up its chest. It must have been 8 feet tall. It had dark grey hair all over its body except the front. That, hair, was white or yellow around the chest. Its face looked kind of like a dog's but not really. I've seen Bigfoot before, but this was quite different. It didn't even move when we drove by it. We had to swerve around it or we would have run right over it. We drove back down the mountain to the highway and parked the truck in a gas company parking lot. We were going to go tell the cops what happened, but we didn't know if we were camping somewhere we shouldn't be, and we had been drinking all night and couldn't afford a DUI, so we just waited for the sun to come up and sobered up. When we drove back up to get our stuff, there wasn't anything there. Everything was gone. No tent, no cooler, nothing. We told some of our friends what happened and they wouldn't believe us since we'd been drinking, so we just decided to forget about it. If you want to come check it out, I'll take you right to the place where it happened. There are still tracks from where we peeled out and lots of big gashes in the dirt where the tent was, but nothing else. 
I don't know if it had anything to do with the lights we saw, but it was the weirdest damn thing any of us had ever experienced. That was no bear. My name is Ronald. I'm 20 years old, and I live near a small town in Wayne County, West Virginia, called Lavalette. My family and I originally lived in Jacksonville, Florida during my childhood, but we eventually moved up north because we couldn't handle the humidity and oncoming hurricanes. Now, what I'm about to tell you guys is 100% true, and I swear upon my life that what I've experienced is something I'll never forget. It was last autumn on August 27, 2017 when my experiences first began. It was a Saturday evening between 6.30 and 7.30 p.m., I think it was. I was driving home after taking an incredibly long drive. I drove from my home to the town of Wayne, then past Tulsa. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps to Detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. And Louisa. And finally, as far as Chapmansville. I guess I drove way too far for my liking. Anyway, it was getting dark, and I eventually found my way home in the form of a road called 8th Street near Lavalette that led me to Mount Union Road. It was the road that took me straight to the house of one of my dad's friends, Ezra, where there was this road called Walnut Gap Road, and that was where it took me home. Now, on this road, there's a blind curve next to an old, abandoned white church, which I always slowed down on before driving around the curve, just to make sure nobody was going to come flying around the corner that night. 
As soon as I do that, there's a six-foot ledge on the left side of the road where some small trees have fallen over, whereas on the other side, there's a steep hillside that has a path cleared through the thick underbrush where deer like to hide. And right at that same spot is where my first encounter happened. Just as I was slowly driving around the corner, I saw this thing step onto the road on all fours. When I first saw it, I thought it was a 500-pound male black bear because it was roughly the same size as one, and we do tend to have a few roaming around where I live now. But then, I noticed that it was actually more like a wolf because it had a long bushy tail, pointed ears, a canine-like snout, and the same body shape as a wolf with jet black hair and glowing amber-colored eyes. By the time it stepped onto the road, the wolf turned its head towards my direction and stared right at me. I was ecstatic at first to actually see a wolf in the wild, but at the same time, I realized there was something rather off about my encounter. There shouldn't be a wolf this big out there, in fact, the more I think about it, there shouldn't even be any wolves left in West Virginia since the timber wolves that once roamed these woods were eradicated. Was the state government secretly using conservation efforts to repopulate wolves here in the state? Did a pack of wolves escape from a wildlife sanctuary and somehow find their way here? If so, then how did this one get so freaking huge? Not only did the wolf's abnormal size catch my attention, so did the look in its eyes. They looked different from what I saw in the eyes of any canine I know of, they looked much more intelligent than anything I've ever seen. Whatever theory I've had to support any rational explanation for this unusual sighting was immediately shot away when this creature did something that I'll never forget for the rest of my life, something that still haunts my soul to this very day. While we were both staring at each other, I heard what sounded like bones popping loudly, and to my utter surprise, I saw this wolf place its hand on top of my car hood, raise itself off the ground, and stand up on two legs. Yeah, you heard me right, it wasn't a paw it placed on my car hood, it was a hand. When the wolf stood up and my headlights hit it square on, that's when I got a really good look at it. It was easily 8 feet tall and weighed approximately 650 pounds or more. As I said, it was covered in jet black hair that seemed quite feral in my opinion, as if it hadn't been cleaning itself that much, and it also had a long, bushy tail and two glowing amber-yellow eyes. To my shock, it was more than a wolf standing on its hind legs, it had a human-like torso from the waist up that appeared pretty muscular with broad shoulders and long forearms, longer than those of a normal human being. I could see the muscles of this wolfman pulsating with each breath it took, especially in the headlights. It also had these dexterous hands that looked almost like raccoon hands, but with more elongated fingers and long, jet-black claws at each fingertip, they looked like they could be used to easily manipulate any kind of prey in its clutches and they looked like they could easily rip me to shreds, or maybe they could do more than just that. The hind legs resembled those of a dog or wolf, I can tell because they bent backwards and had these massive paws for feet, and it appeared to be standing on his toes rather than his feet. It had a massive head, similar to that of a wolf or a large German Shepherd, but bigger in proportion, with pointed ears and tufts of fur at the tips of each ear, as well as a long muzzle with these great, big fangs gouging out at the front of his snout. To be honest with you, 
The fangs had a very eerie resemblance to those of a Smilodon or saber-toothed cat, but the rest of it just looked like a werewolf. But the eyes. The eyes were the one thing, the only thing about my encounter that night, that I'll never forget, and even writing about it to you all right now sends a bone-chilling fear down my spine. As I've said to you prior, the eyes looked extremely intelligent, far smarter than any animal I've ever come to know in my neck of the woods, but they also held a feeling that told me I was looking into the eyes of something that just spelled evil out of them. Finally, I gained this overwhelming sense of dread after seeing it walk to my side of the car on two legs, slowly bent down to level its eyes with mine, and I froze in pure, unadulterated horror when it used its hand to jiggle the door handle to try and open my car door. Fortunately, all the doors to my car were locked and every window wasn't open, but this still horrified me to a point where I couldn't even breathe. This wolfman, as I previously referred to it, gave out a grunt and actually frowned at me for a few seconds before standing back up and walking to the other side of my car, where it jiggled the other door handle adjacent to the passenger side. Whatever this thing was, it was intelligent enough to know what a doorknob, or, in this case, a door handle, was for. At this point, I was absolutely shaking in my driver's seat with that same fear still latched onto my soul. Have you ever been through an experience in your life where, even though you've known all your life that you're an apex predator, you find yourself going out into the wilderness alone and you suddenly feel so weak, so vulnerable, so helpless in the eyes of such a beast like this? That's exactly how I felt at the time of my encounter. I felt like this thing, a creature that shouldn't even exist yet it was standing right there in front of my car was the true ruler of the forest and we humans were nothing compared to what it could really do. It could have easily ripped the doors off my car and pulled me out of it, it could have caught up to me if I tried to escape, and even if I tried to scream for help, it wasn't going to help me because I knew how powerful this predator was, even if I didn't know it yet. Just by looking at the wolfman, I knew a human being wouldn't have stood a chance against it, and I knew that it knew that I knew. I honestly thought I was going to die that night, that my family and friends would never see me again, that they would never know that I was about to be killed or eaten alive by something no one even believed existed, and that there was nothing I could do about it. However, none of that ever happened to me, it was as if God was watching over me that night, protecting me from the malevolent beast that was circling me. Instead of attacking me head on, the wolfman bared its teeth at me and let out an extremely deafening snarl before walking around the front side of my car and crossing the road on its hind legs in just two steps. The encounter didn't end there, though. By the time it crossed the road, it paused for a couple of seconds before it slowly turned around to look at me one last time. As soon as it did that, I could have sworn right there and then that it wasn't alone. When I looked over its shoulders, I saw multiple pairs of eyes staring directly at me, I knew they were the same creatures as the first one because they possessed the same eye shine and emitted the same growls. I estimate that I saw at least five other pairs of eyes staring at me, three of them were low on the ground on all fours, the other two were standing upright. But they didn't reveal themselves out of the darkness like the first one did. In my opinion, I think he was the alpha male of this pack. If you all think encountering one werewolf-like creature was terrifying enough, 
Imagine how I felt when I saw there was more than one creature there with this one. With that scary thought, I snapped out of my trance and decided to get the hell out of there. I bolted and drove away like a bat out of hell. I'm not making this up, but the distance from where I was when I saw those things to my house. I literally arrived home and pulled into the garage in just one minute. By the time I arrived, I was in tears. I've never felt that scared before in my entire life, and not only that, that was the first time I've cried that much in a long time. My parents were concerned about the state I was in and asked me what happened. I basically told them everything that transpired just before I pulled in. I may have made up different stories and stuff before, but that was only when I was so little and whatever I've experienced wasn't a joke. I told them the whole truth with honesty, but terror in my voice. But of course, they didn't believe me. They just assumed that what I saw could have been a black bear, and driving after dark like that makes your mind play tricks on you, but this wasn't a trick I saw. I was 19 at the time, but I respected the DUI, driving under the influence, so I wasn't drunk while driving home that night. I wasn't dreaming of this incident nor was I hallucinating it, it wasn't even a simple misidentification. I know what I saw, and there's no doubt in my mind that it was real. After this encounter, it affected me so much that I was forced to isolate myself from everyone I knew, including my family and friends, for a little over a month or two, but I eventually broke out of my shell and got back into social life again. However, I took this time to do some intense research on what I saw, and that's when I came upon the dogman phenomenon for the first time. According to several eyewitness testimonies, people have reported seeing the same exact creatures all over the United States and even in some remote parts of the world. This filled me with relief, knowing that I wasn't alone, that there were people out there who swore on their lives and even to this day that what they saw out there was real. They're not a haunting part of humanity's imagination like we all believe them to be. Monsters do exist in this world. And this fact alone makes us realize how small our world really is. To me, it makes me wonder that if a pack of werewolf-like creatures can exist, then what else could be out there lurking in the shadows, watching us with intelligent eyes, waiting for us to prove their existence in man's world? My late husband, Jack, and I were taking care of my mom at the time. She took daily walks both in the AM and PM and we had gone around the corner of a street, maybe two streets away, passing by an empty lot. I estimate the time between 5.30 PM and 6 PM. It was approaching dusk and now we were about 20 feet from the fence surrounding it when this enormous black dog appeared out of the shadows. It walked the entire length of the fence, turning its huge head at us. Oh my God, did you see that? I gasped. I can tell you it was so black and terrifying looking that we were shocked. We had heard stories of strange phenomena in Sedona. At first I thought, oh, it's a stray dog, but it was huge and its body must have been what looked like 7 feet in length and just enormous in breadth and width. Its legs were huge as well, and it just appeared in the most frightening way. She was just walking in her neighborhood like she was stalking us. We only saw it for a few minutes, but it was freaky to say the least, and it moved swiftly in a strange hulking gate along the fence perhaps guarding the property? 
I don't know, but you just ran an article about hellhounds and this creature was about as close to that as I can remember. That did not look like any dog I'd ever seen. But like that huge black dog in Harry Potter, really weird. I just had to share this because you think, oh, I'm imagining this but seeing the huge back shape and hearing it walking through the bushes. You feel you are witnessing the unexplained. We had a house in Southwest Florida, back in the early to mid 80s. For over a week, our neighborhood had a series of what I believe were werewolf stockings. It was June, I think, and around 9 p.m., I was out back on the patio. At that time, no one had fences around their property because all of us knew the other families around the area. The only exception was the family across the street from us, they had a seven-foot-tall cinder block wall behind their house. They had a large wooded piece of property and kept equipment out there. The house was under construction, and the wall enclosed three sides of the property. There was a slight breeze, no clouds, and starry. As I sat there, you could hear the dogs in the neighborhood beginning to bark, then everything got quiet. A lone howl started, so I howled back. I do this rather well I'd watch National Geographic and would mimic wolf cries. Anyway, this went on for about five minutes, each time the howl from the other end got closer. Down the road are train tracks that run north to south. The sound seemed to come from that direction. I started to get spooked as the howling stopped. Our yard had bushes and a tree on the side where the sound came from. The hair on my arms and neck started to stand up, so I felt like I should go in. As I stood, I heard movement by the bushes. I glanced over and saw something moving. I didn't wait to see what it was, so I rushed into the house and I stood by the door, which had glass panes in it. I watched as something very large and dark moved about the bushes. It moved away, and I could no longer see it from my vantage point. I went to the front porch to look out the windows, hoping to get a look at whatever was there, but it never came out that way. So I went to bed and read for a while to calm down. About less than an hour later, my brother came home. He came to my room and was as white as paper. He was shaking all over, his eyes were the size of saucers. I asked him if he was okay. Now my brother is the sort of person that has an explanation for anything unusual, and he's a big guy, so for him to be in this state was not normal. He said, I need you to come with me right now. I'll explain when we get in the truck. I was still dressed, so I got up and went with him. When we got outside, I asked what was going on. He said he needed to show me something in the road near the tracks first. That upset me because I had just had my own experience with something from that source. As we got there, it looked as if something had exploded all over the road. There was blood everywhere, as if something had been mowed down in that spot, but there were no body parts anywhere. My brother then related what he had seen coming down the road. I was coming home, and as I got closer to the tracks, there was this huge thing lying in the road. I thought it must have been a mastiff or Great Dane in the road, but as I pulled up to it, it didn't look like a dog I'd ever seen. It was hairy. Its head and nose were twice the size of a dog's the body wasn't a dog, just dog-like, but much, much bigger. 
It was all over the place. There was an arm on the road. Not a dog, a human arm. There was no trace of anything when we got there, and it was only minutes that it took us to get there. I said to get the hell out of there now and we went back home. I told him what I had experienced just before he got home. A couple of days later, my sister came to me and said she had been seeing a large dog prowling around at night. It was huge, and she had seen it across the street as she sat on the porch. I told her what my brother and I saw and not to be outside alone until we could find out what it was. We got together and decided to stake out the yard over the next night. Sure enough, it was back in the neighbor's yard. This thing was about the size of a Shetland pony and black and. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Color. We had flashlights and when we turned them on, they took off to the back wall behind the house. Their dog was going off like crazy. They had a small terrier. We watched this dog thing scale the wall. The neighbor came out to see what was going on and we shouted that there was something in his yard. He went back in and grabbed his pistol and went around back, but by that time it was gone. A really odd goat man slash dog man encounter. Surely you've heard of Dave Pauline and his missing 411 books? He mostly talks about Bigfoot and in one interview he mentioned the tale of a child who had gotten separated from her parents in Yosemite and when she was found, her story differed greatly from all others. She told her parents a dogman had found her, had laid her to rest, had given her berries from his paw and then led her back to her family. This was the first time I heard anything suggesting werewolf-type cryptids in the wild, and since then I have just stumbled on more and more. This brings to mind an incident with my little sister and I, she was 16 at the time, I was 24. We were on the fairly placid highway through the Valley of the Fires outside Carrizozo, New Mexico, bound for Riadosa, New Mexico. As we rounded one corner, we both looked left in time to see a gray-slash-salt-and-pepper fur-covered very tall, very muscular man with the characteristic dog legs, same bends. We screamed, I swerved, and we both thought instantly that we had seen a goat man, yet there were no horns. Some goats don't have horns, so we didn't seem swayed by that detail. He was wearing some clothing, in fact, the most notable being baggy denim shorts. I know that sounds ridiculous, but believe me. 
She and I were dumbfounded as to how slash why something so wild looking could be wearing clothes. It was late afternoon, around 4 p.m., and he didn't hurry when we came into view. He sauntered on normally as though he didn't care if he was spotted. He didn't even look at our car despite my erratic driving when we noticed him. I drive by that spot regularly on my commute to the doctors between Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Riadosa, and though I've never seen him again, there is a small bluff right there with beautiful rocks in a tall stack that it would have taken three or more human males to lift and stack the way they're situated. I always see it and figure it had to be Mr. Wolfman who did it. Goatman simply makes no sense anymore. However, New Mexico is famous for its Goatman stories, so we assumed based on a local legend. I was an army brat living in West Germany in a place called Wildflecken. It was a heavily wooded area. There are lots of places for a boy of 12 to go camping. I was with a friend. It was about 9 p.m. at the time, and it was the month of November. We had a fire built, and I remember my friend was sitting cross-legged next to the fire. I was directly across from him, standing doing something. We were in a tiny clearing with evergreens all around us. We were talking to each other when all of a sudden this very tall creature, standing on two legs, which looked a bit like a German shepherd, stepped out of the foliage. It was about six or seven feet tall. Much like in the week in Weird Witness Report, I distinctly remember the tall ears, long snout, heavy shoulders, long tail, and bent dog legs. It seemed to be muscular in build and had a thick upper body and a narrow lower body. Colored the same as a German Shepherd. This thing stepped over the fire between us and was gone in a quick second. It was extremely fast. We both exclaimed, at the same time, what the hell was that? Before running as fast as we could to my friend's house. We locked ourselves in his basement and slept there for the rest of the night. We never spoke of it again. We didn't know what we saw, but it never made any aggressive gestures or noises at us. I have conducted much research since the age of the computer. Bought books on the subject. All the legends I have gone through make me think that if legends are true, this could have been a Bainandani werewolf. They were not evil and only tried to protect the farmer's crops against evil spirits. The United States was once all wild territory before humans began developing these lands for the purposes of man, and vast areas of wilderness have been destroyed. I believe creatures like Dogman and Sasquatch exist, but I don't think of them as monsters. My biggest concern is not the fact that these creatures exist. My concern is with people disrespecting these beings, creatures that have been here long before we were. The ignorance and arrogance of man has led to so much suffering and injustice, not only for people, but also for the truly indigenous inhabitants of these lands, such as Sasquatch, Dogmen, and other wildlife. It would seem that these Dogmen, while tending to be displeased and frustrated with humankind, also have an uncanny reserve of respect for people, which is one of the reasons why I trust and admire them so much. It has been said that dog men have killed dogs and cattle, but rather than being consumed with fear and ignorance, 
You also need to have a more mature sense of reasoning and understanding for why they do the things they do, and to look beyond the value we place on ourselves and our ways of life, to ask ourselves if we have been good stewards of this earth, of which I feel people have not been good stewards. If given a choice between passing through cryptid territory or gang territory, I would choose Dogman and Bigfoot over humans any day. I have walked through Dogman territories in Pennsylvania before without fear, because I trust them with a kind of trust that I don't often have for humans. There are very few people in this world I would genuinely trust. I know just how arrogant and angry-spirited people can be. I know quite a bit about my own kind and am far more interested in learning more about cryptids and protecting their habitats from further human development and destruction. As a midlife bachelor, I have been around long enough to know what the true nature of man really is, and I see a lot of things regarding humanity that just turn my stomach. Real love and courage are not always about supporting your own species. Sometimes, it is about protecting an area of life that few people understand, due to their ignorance and arrogant ways. A truly courageous heart is one that stands against its own kind and stands next to those whose world is being destroyed by greed and selfishness. Very few people understand what courage really is. Courage is not about facing a werewolf, because I have visited with a werewolf in a sighting area more than once. Courage is not about traversing through dogman areas with guns and ammunition because I have visited Dogman territories numerous times, always alone and unarmed. If I am not worthy to be here, then the Dogmen can have me, but I have yet to experience aggression from them, and have had several subtle encounters with Dogmen. I have recently discovered a three-toe paw print that was almost as big as the palm of my hand and was so fresh that the Dogman could have been watching me as I passed by. Most people are trapped inside the bubble of their own existence. I reach out to the life around me. I don't write books, nor am I well known. I'm a bachelor that lives a very quiet and private life, and one of the things I love to do is get acquainted with the unknown. Anger, fear, and arrogance rarely win someone friends that are truly trustworthy. The kinds of feelings that you emit from your life force are the same ones that are going to be attracted to you. I have literally had dogmen approach me after dark, announcing their presence with sounds that defy what you would reason as being from average animals. I have heard mystical heavy breathing sounds and non-aggressive growls of acknowledgement. I even had a dogman creep up on me for 15 minutes that I was aware of the entire time, and when I sensed that it was very close, perhaps right behind me, I had a black and white telepathic image of a canine head and snout that came into my mind. It's an amazing world. People think that people like us are weird, but then, most people never venture very far out into the waters of life, and if they do, they often go about it completely wrong and with the wrong intentions. This planet does not belong to humans. There are other life forms here living with us, and we also need to learn to be more respectful of the life around us and learn to share the planet. People are always taught about sharing when they are young, but most people are only taught to share with other people, not wildlife. Sharing with other areas of life is not really about giving gifts of food or other items that have little value. Sharing is also about sharing our planet with other areas of life, and not being greedy and conceited and hoarding life in this planet for ourselves. 
When you have a character like I have, you will be amazed just how many enemies you can find within humanity, and it also reveals just how corrupt it is as well, which is why the forests are the friendliest places for me to visit. One of the few places I can go where I actually feel safe, especially in places where there are dogmen and Sasquatch. They don't have much goodwill toward people with angry and disrespectful spirits.